Good morning, I hope you have a wonderful day. We continue, we left off, we're starting the eighth chapter in Tractate Nazar, second to the last chapter, page 57a. Someone said, I saw one of you, it came Tame, you touched the corpse. I need the Azim but I don't know which of you. I know for certain that one of you touched, but I can't tell you which one. So, so therefore, so, so both of them are out of doubt. Both of them we consider Tame, a corpse Tame, Tuma. So they both have to shave their heads when they finish their terms. And they bring together a sacrifice for Tuma and a sacrifice for Tare. And you say, If I am the one who is Tame, so Karban Tuma shall leave. So they bring two sets of Karbanas. So the one, so one of them says, if I am the one who's tumbes and carbon tumor shall leave, then the set of the the carbon tumor is mine, and you know the two birds, and then the uh, the sin offering, and and the uh, and the other one says, two birds, the burnt offering and the uh, and the sin offering. And the um, so the the carbon tumma is mine. The carbon tara shalach, and you are the one that you finish. You concluded your term. Now they both have to wait until the end of their nizidus because if he's not tame, you're not allowed to shave. So you have no choice. But maybe he is tame, and then you have to shave and then start all over again. So you have to wait until the conclusion. Until they both concluded, right. And then you bring both sets of sacrifices. And each one says, if I am the one who's taught me, it belongs to me. And if not, it belongs to you. Okay. Then they count 30 days more. Let's say both of them were standard, standard Nazirus, 30 days. Or if it was more, it was more. I was just giving an example. Let's say it was a standard Nazirus, and now you have to count another set. Because if, if you were Tambe, then you forfeit everything. You have to start counting again from the beginning. So they both count another 30 days. And then you only bring one set of sacrifices. Because the Tumma was already taken care of. So you bring one set of sacrifices. And one of them says, If I was the one who was Tame, carbon tumor shall leave, and If I was the one who was Tame, then the sacrifice for Tumma that was previously offered was mine. And the sacrifice for Tada that was previously offered was yours. Was that carbon Tada And now this is my uh, this is my carbon for the conclusion of the of the Nazirus. But if I am the one who was toyed all along, so carbon Tada shali, so the previously that that set of sacrifices was mine for Tada for the conclusion. Carbon and the carbon the set of tumor was yours. Is that carbon also? This is the sacrifices for your your purity, the conclusion of your nazirus. But now everything is covered. All the bases are covered. Whatever happened, we're okay. 
this one is Tomei, he already brought his, 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 his sacrifices for Tumma, he shaved, and then now he shaved again. And he brought his sacrifices for purity. If the other one was Tomei, again, he's covered. He already brought the sacrifices for impurity, and now he's, now he's concluding the, the uh, Nazirus and impurity, and he's concluding his Nazirus. That's the mission. Okay, the mission says there were two Nazirim, and one of them, one says, I saw that one of you became Tommy, but I don't know which one. But my, why do we, why do we have to be strict and say that out of doubt, both of them should be treated like another that's Tomei. Where do you learn a suffolk, a doubt of Tumah in a private domain? You learn from Saita. So, just like in the case of a Saita, the Taylor says, you're in doubt. Did she commit adultery? Didn't she commit adultery? That's the next tractate we're going to learn. And, and therefore, we have to be strict. Because it's a Tumah. Maybe she, maybe she committed adultery or not. And, we, and there is only two people. There's her and her lover. The adulterer. So Only if the doubt, if the doubt was created in the domain, the place where it's a private, there's only two people. Here you have three people. You have the two Nazirim and the one who's watching them. So that already makes a public domain. It's already a public uh, case, scenario. So whenever you're in doubt, if it's in a public domain, you're lenient. So neither of them should have to, uh, should have to um, shave and bring the sacrifice. You're in doubt, but it's a public domain because you have all three of them together. And therefore, it should be lenient. You shouldn't have to, you should, you should ignore it. You shouldn't have to take into account that maybe one of them is a, is a Suffolk woman. They, they should both conclude their Nazirus and Taran and they're done. So the answer is talking about a case where the witness says, I saw from a distance that some source of tumor was thrown between you. I wasn't he wasn't standing next to them. It was thrown to them from a distance. So they're not together. So they are, those two are alone. Those two constitute a private domain. I'll prove to you that Rabbi Barav Hun is correct. We continue on side B, 57B. It says now Mishnah. But I don't know which one. No, he's not there. If he was right there, what do you mean he doesn't know which one? If they're standing together, how could he not know? So it must have been from a distance. And if he couldn't see, it was too far to see. He just knew that, that a, tumma, a, dead ma- uh, a tumma was thrown to them. And therefore, but he doesn't know which one. Okay. Now the Mishnah says, They shave their heads and bring the offerings together. Why? How are they allowed to shave? You have another issue here. Besides the issue that a Nazir is not allowed to shave, you're not allowed to shave off your payers. So by shaving their head, the extra shave, the one shave that they're obligated to, because when you conclude your Nazirah, the Torah says, that overrides the Torah, there's a mitzvah. But if you're saying both of them have to shave, only one of them is tummy. 
to the first shave, one of them is not allowed to shave. So, yeah, not only because he's a Nazar. The problem, now the, the, to avoid the problem of being a Nazar, you wait until 30 days expires. So then he's allowed to shave. He's not violating the Zidus prohibition. Even if he happens to be Torah. But there's another problem of getting rid of your payers. You're not allowed to get rid of your payers. Mitzvah 251. So how are you allowed to shave? The problem is not the first time around. The first time around they're shaving because either way they're good. If, you, if one of them is a tummy, he has to shave. If one of them is not a tummy, so he's concluding as Nazidus. So again, he has to shave. But the second time around, you count another 30 days, and then they both shave again. How are you allowed to both shave again? You're cutting off your payas. Shmuel, Shmuel answers, the Mishnah is speaking about Be'isha v'katan. A woman. A woman is, a, is, no, is no mitzvah payas. <laughs> so a woman could also be a nazir. So it's two women. Or one of them was a woman. No, to two women. Or a cotton, a minor. Because the Torah puts the two together. You're not allowed to shave your beard, you're not allowed to shave your payas. Only someone who's obligated in shaving his beard is obligated in shaving his payas. A woman is not obligated to shave her beard. So therefore, she's no prohibition of shaving, shaving her payas, even though every prohibition is no difference in men or women. This is the exception. She doesn't have a beard. And, and the Torah uh, puts the two together. If you're not obligated, there's no violation in shaving your beard, and there's no violation in shaving your payas. Minors, a, a, va- a nazir is like any other vow. We said it when you're 12 years old, or a girl when you're 11 years old. If you know what you, you're vowing, if you understand the implications of a vow, your vow takes effect. But but you're still a minor, so there's no prohibition of shaving shaving it. It's only rabbinic. So here the rabbis say, because you're in doubt, you should shave. Asked and Shmuel's answer, Why didn't you answer? Really, the mission is talking about two adult men. Getting a baldy haircut, shaving your head, they get around, you still have payers. It's, it's not considered a violation. Since Shmuel doesn't explain the mission in that way, Shmuel hold that shaving your entire head, rounding your head. Making, having a baldy haircut, it's considered around, you violate the prohibition of cutting off your uh, pay, you're not leaving payas, because payas has to be attached to something. The edges of here, there's nothing here, then, then you violate the prohibition according to Shmuel. Marzut and Maslosh Maitre Shmuel Asaf and Marzut will learn what Shmuel said at the end of the mission. It's not a shay tom, the mission that we're going to learn later, not our mission. Was in doubt whether he was coming from a corpse, and also whether he's a mitzayra. They're in doubt of both things. We we learned this yesterday. So let's say a regular nazar thirty days. So he has to. He can't eat kachim until until sixty days. Because the first shave, the first after 30 days,
Yeah. has to shave twice. He has to shave, then count seven days and shave again. But maybe he's not a Mitzayda. You don't know, it's a doubt. If he's not a Mitzayda, he's a Nazir. He's not allowed to shave. So he has to finish 30 days. So if he, if he is not a Mitzayda, so after 30 days, he can shave. And but, but maybe he is a mitzvah. So this shave only is fulfilling the mitzvah of shaving the first time of the mitzvah. But then he can't wait seven days. He has to count another thirty days, because if he was a mitzvah, it suspended his counting. He has to count now another thirty days to continue his nizidus. So while he's a nazir, he's not allowed to shave. He has to wait another thirty days. So, and then he can shave again, and then he takes care of his mitzvah. If he was a mitzvah, he's taken care of, and he can bring his sacrifice, he can eat kachim. But we're not done yet. Maybe he's also contaminated with a corpse. So now, when he's done with the mitzvah, now he has to count 30 days, and then shave for the, for the, for the corpse impurity. And then he has to start all over again. He forfeits everything. He has to count another 30 days. So he can't shave or drink wine. He can't drink wine and contaminate the corpse until 120 days. Well, four times. After each 30 days, he takes a shave. He shaves. He's busy with the barber. But here, he's rounding the corners. It's in doubt. And he's rounding the corners. So the Shmuel answered, Rishav and you're right, if he was an adult, he would not be allowed to. Because don't forget, you're not allowed to have a four shaves. Each time you shave, forget about the Nazar. Besides the problem of a Nazar not being allowed to shave, you have another issue here. You're getting rid of the pace. It's not called payas anymore. If you give a baldy haircut and you make the whole head round, then the mitzvah payas is the hair has to be attached to something. So Shmuel answered the issue. We're talking about a mission, talking about a woman that doesn't have the prohibition of payas. Bekat nor minor who is able to biblically become a nazir a year before the bar mitzvah. I'm, I'm, I'm a boy for the bar mitzvah, but he's still on the bar mitzvah. So therefore, he doesn't, have, he doesn't have any prohibitions yet. Even though rabbinically he's obligated to, to, to education, but here the rabbis say he override it so he should be able to free himself of, of the Nazir. But an adult, according to Shmuel, is stuck. Nothing he can do. Can't change. Stuck for the rest of your life. You're never allowed to drink wine. You're never allowed to contaminate the corpse. If someone rounds the corners of the head of a minor, if he cut off the payers of a minor, you are liable. You are liable. The adult who shaves, who shaves him is liable. It's not only your own. Not only the to say you're not allowed to shave your own payers. You're also not allowed to shave someone else's payers, even if he's a minor. Even though the minor himself is exempt, not a woman. A woman, the whole thing doesn't apply. But a minor. Who shaves your children? My wife. <laughs> she doesn't have any prohibition of shaving herself, and doesn't have any prohibition of shaving others. Does Chayva wish to bury your children? Because he holds 
holds that the woman doesn't apply. A woman is allowed to shave someone else's pace. A mother brava holds, no. There's no difference between men and women about rounding the head of a man or a boy. The prohibition of rounding the head, of cutting off the payas. For others, both applies equally to a man or a woman, even though it's not relevant to her, but it applies. He's not allowed to shave a boy or a man. So she says, it doesn't help you, your wife. She also has this prohibition. She wanted, you wanted to bury your son. The curse of Rav came true. All the years of Rav life, the offspring of Hunna did not survive. She indeed, they buried their children. All their children did not survive adulthood. That's the, that's the, even if a tzaddik says something unintentionally, that's the power of a tzaddik. When you say something, it has an effect. Magdi, Mara says, let us see. Both Rav Odebarava and Rav Huna hold that if you give a baldy haircut, you violate the prohibition of not rounding your head. So, but Mike and Bilfulgi, what are they arguing? So, you might explain. Rav Huna, Rav Huna, hold. This is Pasuk on the Torah. It says you're not allowed to cut off your pay. You're not allowed to cut off the pay of your beard. The two hours are, are uh, come together. However, if you violate the prohibition of shaving a beard, you also violate the shaving of uh, cutting off the pace. Women, women don't have the prohibition of shaving a beard. They don't have the prohibition of cutting off the pace. That's Rabbunah's opinion. So therefore, his wife, Chayva, could shave her son. Both the person conducting the shaving and the person being shaved are also part of the prohibition. That the prohibition is not only on the one who's being shaved, he can't get rid of Yom Peyes, but it's also the one who's doing the shaving. We compare. The person conducting the shaving, the person being shaved. If the person who's being shaved is prohibited, then the one who's doing the shaving is also prohibited. So since therefore the wife is shaving, shaving, uh, if he shaves an adult, male, so since he is violating prohibition, he also violates prohibition. But he's a minor. Since he's a minor, he himself is not liable to punishment. The person shaving him is also not liable. So he's saying, according to Ravada Barav, even an adult male could shave his child's head. Because we've, we, can, we juxtapose the shaver, the barber, to the one who's being shaved. In the case of a minor sin, see, there's no prohibition. So therefore the barber is also no prohibition. So even an adult male can shave his child's head, according to Rabbi Rabbi. But he's saying, according to you, Rabbi Huna, you say that the prohibition is on the, on the barber, just the prohibition of shaving. <laughs> is equally on the barber, just like it is on the one who's being shaven, that an adult is not allowed to shave a child's head. 
So according to you, a woman, the, your wife, having your wife do it doesn't solve anything. Because according to you, she would also be violating, according to your logic, she would also be violating the prohibition. Because he holds that you compare the barber to the one who's being shaved. So in the case, if you're not allowed to shave a child, so then the woman doing it is also violates that prohibition. And because of his curse, uh, actually the children of Ravuna did not, uh, did not survive uh, childhood. To be continued. Everyone have a wonderful day.